0: So Rio had to pivot online. There was a lot of learning curves there. But I would say that um, by then, I think I had come out of my depression. Mm-hmm. I did shave my head though. Yeah, Yeah,
1: that's how you met Alka, right?
0: Of my depression, I shaved, shaved my head. Yeah. And everybody was like, this isn't a Britney thing, right? And I was like, haha, no, it's for you know, donating my hair to cancer, but actually inside I was totally having a Britney moment. Baham,
1: baham, <laughs> baham, 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 baham. But it landed you into Alias arms at Oibota.
0: Yes. And so there were a bunch of girls also going bald at the same time, which was great. Like actually the the night I went bald, I just had a bunch of baldy friends shake like, my oh, head. So Oh oh Tess, okay. Tess yeah. was bald. Um, and I had gone over to Tessa's house, and meeting me at Tessa's house was Fallon.
1: Yeah, I know her. Yes. Yeah.
0: She's obviously beautifully bald.
1: Yes. Hey, bitch. Hey, bitch. You're now listening to Hey, bitch, with Yasmin Arisa and Pravin Nair. Stream today on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. See you on the show. Hey, bitch. Happy Saturday. It's 5 p.m. That means the new episode's out. Um, I'm not going to do a very long intro because I have a 11-minute reel that's already out on Instagram. Um, you guys can check it out there. Um this episode's been a long time coming. Um, it's finally out. I'm really happy about it, that it's going to be out um, right now. <laughs> Emma Megan Koo, if you're listening to this, which I think you will be, uh, love you very much. So very proud of you. Just want to be like you when I grow up. Happy Saturday, everyone. Enjoy this episode with Emma. Yeah, okay. Sorry, I, I had a brain fart. Um, bye. Hey, bitch! Hey, bitch! How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm great. Thank you for having me.
1: Likewise, girly. Thank you so much for saying yes. Of I, course. I've got one of three of the Loop girls here. So honored to have you. We. Yeah. Um. How are you today?
0: I'm all right. It's a little gloomy. I'm in the PMS week of my cycle, but I got to keep things going.
1: Faham, faham, faham. Um... So what's your day looking like? And um are you excited? Can I can I tell them about um Yeah. Okay, okay. Yes, okay. I, okay. I had to mouth it out of out of frame, but yeah, please.
0: So I'm off to Bali tomorrow and so today is looking like recording this Hey bitch podcast mm-hmm. and then going to run some errands. That includes like changing money, getting my nails done, like you know basic girl prep pre-holiday you know what
1: real I started only just like I don't think that sentence came out right I only just started yes doing my nails manicure um so I have dermatitis which is kind of gross um it's mostly stress related Mm -hmm. but uh I started doing little cute little friendships and a clear coat and I felt like
0: the...
1: the best person in the world you know I so I get it I get the whole regime that the girls yeah,
0: you just feel clean. It just elevates it a little more. Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. Faham, so good.
1: Where do you do your nails?
0: I usually go to Posh and Bukit <laughs>
1: That's
0: what, and it's not because I'm bougie or whatever. No, it's they have free parking for customers,
1: <laughs> and I'm saying.
0: And ask for Rachel because she's my favorite nail tech. She does. She's just really, really good with. Um, taking care of my nails
1: I book it on class so I don't know how to like oh okay yeah like yeah. so I think on class pass if I book it it's nine credits and it's um 42 45 ringgit how much do you would you be no. close that
0: yeah well, well class pass does discount um mm. classes and, and services like this quite a bit I think I pay like seventy.
1: Five for nails and feet or just like oh,
0: just nails. Okay. Yes. Yeah,
1: fair. Like that's yeah. the same in Bangsar. Yeah, I, yeah I get yeah. Try class pass is cheaper. Not me plugging <laughs> no, not I... me plugging class pass. I guess sponsor me, bitch. <laughs> but yeah, um okay, uh before we start, I really like to ask, are you a firm believer in the everything shower?
0: I must say I'm a firm believer, but I think naturally as a girl, you are you have to you just have to yeah it's forced upon you yeah
1: got <laughs> it so like exfoliating shaving washing hair conditioning
0: yes hair mask
1: in the shower? shower immediately so like what it's a three hour long shower for you sometimes
0: not three hours but I mean like a regular shower is like 20 minutes so Fair, if, same. all the additional will be like maybe 40 45 minutes.
1: with a hair mask damn how do you manage
0: well, it only happens like once a fortnight, so I guess. Okay. I guess you're fine. You're okay.
1: <laughs> I do mine once a week, but I don't do a hair mask. I need to get on that. What do you use?
0: Honestly, I'm just a drugstore girly. Real? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Like, I like the it's I think it's L'Oreal, and it's just like a white top, white tub with a red cap.
1: And that's just a hair mask.
0: And that's my hair mask. I don't use anything fancy.
1: Okay. Okay. Yet. <laughs> Plug her. Plug me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I'm so honored to have you here. Um. I had penned you down a couple weeks ago before my birthday, before Singapore, mm-hmm. before getting sick. And I'm thankful that you made time for me right before your holiday. And I'm so excited for you to be going back to Bali because I don't know if you watched Eat, Pray, Love.
0: You know what? I actually have never watched Eat Pray Love, but from like the tiny clips online that I've gathered and stories from my friends,
1: yeah.
0: I kind of know what it's about. Okay, fair. I've actually had like a personal Eat Pray Love Shut like, up. journey of my own when I did like Eastern Europe.
1: Do you want to talk about it?
0: We can, I don't know, right now? Yeah, right now. Let's just
1: like get into it before we introduce yourself and who Barbie Malaya is. I think it'll be really, really cool.
0: Okay, so. Um, after finishing my degree in Belfast, okay. Um, I wanted to Belfast, girly. Belfast girly. We here support the people,
1: Republic of <laughs> Ireland. Okay, Irish people are sexy forever,
0: <laughs> but um, yeah, so Europe is like super, super accessible okay. once you're there. Yeah, once you're there, it's super easy to get around. And this was obviously pre Brexit, low <laughs> oh, fair.
1: Okay, real, real, real.
0: Um, so I didn't want to go to places like Paris and be a broke student I was like it's okay I'm gonna go to Eastern Europe where it's you know a little more bohemian a little more affordable a little more like young I guess yeah
1: and accessible
0: yes so um I think I did I started off in Poland I did Warsaw and Krakow
1: oh my god
0: (laughs) yeah because a friend of mine was really into the history what part of the history I um,
1: like the World War II history with okay. you know, the like not the bad stuff, right? We're talking about like general history. Um,
0: what is the bad stuff? I went to I went to um Auschwitz when I was there. Okay, okay. Yes. Because
1: I... that's where Auschwitz is, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So in terms of the history, I suppose I'm not assuming anything because um my father is a big history buff. Mm. And I started this little rumor just because I didn't like him at one point in my life. I mean, I, d- I don't know if I do, but I started calling him Hitler. Oh my <laughs> Yeah, because of how deeply entrenched he was. So so that's the context. So when people tell me that like World War II, I'm just like, actually, what's, what's up? But let's not talk about that. I'm pretty sure you're fr- like... I'm pretty sure your friend is I'm like, definitely
0: not a fan of Hitler. I think it was yeah. more like paying homage to people like Schindler. We watched Schindler's List. Oh we watched that? the pianist. Schindler's List. I forgot. Oh, I've not watched. Oh it.
1: my god. I'm sorry. I should watch. I'll I'll get on it. I got I'll get on it. So
0: have you watched the pianist? No girl. Oh wait,
1: okay. Adam Brody, right? Yes. That handsome. Oh my god. Man.
0: Yeah, he's super handsome, but it's also like oh, Such a heartbreaking movie that Tells a story about a pianist that survived the war. Anyway. Oh, Faham? Schindler's List is based on a true story about this guy who was Jewish, but I don't know. Yes, he was Jewish, but he basically helped to smuggle and keep um everybody basically who were like oppressed. Yeah. From getting killed. Like, I think. Faham? Yeah. Got it gosh i'm definitely not recalling it properly it's okay
1: i'll I'll add it to my letterbox watch list but But anyway circling back to your friend before we go back to poland i just want to say i want to clear it up i'm not assuming anything that will be very fucking rude of me i apologize for that i want to clear it up and also people can like history okay pravin like be fucking calm anyway (laughs) how was poland
0: Poland, okay, so Poland was more for my friend than anything. She just kind of wanted somebody to go along with her. She's the big history buff. I mean, I obviously learned a lot of things and it was really insightful, but I think my Epre Love journey really started, like, um, after that. Faham, Yeah.
1: Are you a lover girl?
0: Am I a lover girl? Oh, and the album?
1: Oh, no, no. In oh, that, yeah. yes, but also in general. Are you a lover?
0: Gosh, yes. I okay. am. I am
1: what do you know what your Venus? Uh, ven-
0: Everybody assumes Aries are fighters, but we are like hard lovers,
1: yes. But what is your Venus sign in? Like, what is this Venus? I
0: actually don't know, you don't we know, we can look it up after this, yeah.
1: We'll do that. I'm pretty sure you're like ruled either by a water or an air sign, maybe, yeah, perhaps, probably Cancer or um, uh, Taurus. Oh, that's like really like I'm betting on this, okay. We'll look it up, okay. We'll look it up, okay.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's like, it's so refreshing to have a woman, regardless of how society has handed life to her, stand tall and steadfast anyway and say, fuck all of you, I'm going to lead life my way. A true pillar of society.
0: Wait, I just need to... <laughs> That's too high a praise. I should say that, like, on the point of being an optimist, um literally after that whole Europe tour mm. and I came back to KL for good like three days after I came back to KL I was in a car crash that literally could have ended my life and so the fact that I'm telling you the East Europe story instead is like wow that is very optimist of me I literally could have talked about almost dying oh. <laughs> instead <laughs> but
1: that was the crash and what the hell happened
0: um basically i was in somebody's blind spot um the guy swerved into my lane and i swerved into the next lane to avoid him um and i didn't like turn my steering wheel back in time to recover and uh i had hit i think the curb or the the barricade and my car one like it flipped. it didn't rotate it
1: flipped. so it turtled
0: yes well well it didn't land upside down but I, basically
1: on a window on no, no I
0: landed I ba- I managed to land right side up but okay. I had turned a couple times I had turned a couple times and like long enough for me to remember thinking two things one this is how I died <laughs> oh
1: my god And
0: two if I don't, I hope I don't land upside down because I wouldn't know how to like. walk Get out. Had to crawl out of my car, but yeah. I really would not have wanted to do that.
1: And so, very, very immediately, those are the first two thoughts. Yeah,
0: and- I was just like, "Oh, goodbye, world." <laughs>
1: Girl,
0: no time. There was no time for my life to flash before my eyes. I was just like, "Okay, this is it."
1: <laughs> Good night. Oh my god, okay. I'm so scared for you right now. Was this, like, in KLKL?
0: This was in KLKL. Yeah, it was on a highway from, like, the Mid-Valley area headed back to Churras. In, like, broad daylight, by the way. Like, 12 noon. Were you hurt? Um, I had... It was again, again, again. Somebody was looking out for me. Because my car was a total loss.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: insurance couldn't even, like...
1: Yeah, you couldn't claim anything?
0: They told us, like, there's no point repairing the car. Because it was so bad. Like, so bad. Like... Anyway, (laughs) but I literally walked away with a fractured nose. A nose? Yes. Well, I had like blood like pouring out of my nose. Oh
1: my God. And I
0: didn't realize that I had, it was obviously a fracture and I didn't know where the blood was coming from. But, um.
1: Oh my God. You are so, so protected.
0: (laughs) I know, right? It's crazy.
1: Wow. Okay. Amazing. (laughs) The good and the bad existing at the same time. Yeah. You know? But
0: let me tell you, like, after... That must
1: have been so scary. I didn't
0: even have to be admitted to the hospital. I mean, no like... No
1: concussion? To,
0: no. I had to get in a... I had to get an ambulance, obviously. Okay. And then I did have to go to the hospital to get, like, an x-ray just to make sure I had nothing broken. I had to get an MRI just to make sure I had no internal bleeding.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And basically, they were like, yeah, you just have a fractured nose. You can actually go home.
1: Did they fix your nose?
0: No, like it that it's some. It was it didn't fracture bad enough that it needed. Okay, to. got like it, 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 got was it. Just got going it. to be a little inflamed, but it would go away by itself. Okay,
1: but your breathing is fine. It? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, and so let me tell you, it was really weird to go home the day off, and like just take a shower. It was uh, wild. That, that, it was,
1: that must I, have been so mind boggling to you.
0: It was like, it's crazy. It, it felt like oh I I have this <laughs> life. Uh, um, that really half an hour ago not half an hour but maybe a couple hours ago like really could have just
1: literally you know. I would have could have said bye-bye to the yeah.
0: yeah wild let me tell you that shower was the wildest shower <laughs> I was just like everything my my senses were just like heightened oh my
1: god girl you've been put through too much in this
0: lifetime <laughs> i so scared for you. High highs and low lows, but, but we here, we out here. Well,
1: now I know who Emma Megan Koo is. Yeah. I'm scared shitless. All but, that happened in a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, a breakup, finding yourself, an accident. Almost dying. Yeah. Okay, okay, we need something else to like balance out the story. That has to be a pick me
0: Um, I would say what came out of that was, well, I had finished uni and I told my parents, I studied law. Mm. Oh, for shit. For contact. oh my god God. I studied law and I and I had been feeling as if I don't want to practice I didn't even want to do my bar because I didn't want my parents to spend more money on a certificate that I eventually won't end up using and so um when I had come back to KL for good I told them I wanted to take an indefinite gap year wow and I did theater so around like Almost immediately after... You're a performing arts kid. I am.
1: Oh my fucking God. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Let's talk about it.
0: Um Gosh, I found theater after my second year of law and before going off to the UK to do my third year. And so I... So did, you only
1: did Ireland for one year.
0: Yes, it was like a transfer program. Okay, got it. So um, I had, was it four or six months of like intensive training at um KLPAC um because they have a program called theater for young people okay and basically you audition and if they see you have potential you get selected and it's free okay completely free they train you for free and at the time there was Mark Bo Da Silva and Oli Ching and I owe them so much of who I am okay um I've always loved the theater I actually wanted to study performing arts
1: real as fuck Juilliard (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, even before Julia, I wanted to be a Champaka kid so bad. Quick
1: Street Champaka?
0: Yes. the because... performing arts program? No, they take their performing arts so seriously. It's insane. Like, it's a full-on production. They'll have dialect coaches. What
1: the like, fuck, the bro? Like, the kids
0: are their own orchestra. Like, it's a whole thing. I used to stalk kids who went to Champaka because I envy them so much.
1: <laughs> you know what? You... What we need is proper education. Like, you know, and in- investing in the kids. Like, in Chewbacca. Because that's so insane. I did not know that was a reality in Malaysia.
0: Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, I had um a friend who did go to Chewbacca. And he was always trying to get me to, like, find my way into a scholarship. So that I could join him there. Because I kept telling him I wanted to basically be in these productions. Because they were full-fledged.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And I can imagine. Because, I don't know, things like that drive me and I want, like, you know, it it just feels so naturally at home to be in things like that. I'm assuming that's how it feels for you as well.
0: Yes. I think when I found theater, it was, it just, oh, it made me feel like my law degree was so pointless. <laughs> um, um, um,
1: um, um, um. But
0: I, I made a deal with my parents because they're like, well, performing arts is always something you can do without necessarily having to go to school for it. And so the deal was get your law degree as, like, kind of a safety net. Yeah. And basically after that, like, you can do whatever it is you want to do.
1: parents to support. Them.
0: Yes, honestly, like, I think they really did give me the best of both roles. I will say the law degree obviously gave me really good skill sets in terms of, like, speaking, writing, and all that. Managing. Like, yeah. Just good work ethics yeah. in general. And uh-huh.
1: you also, you have a know-how on how to run things, you know what I mean? On a legal perspective, I suppose. Yes,
0: a little bit. Yeah. I'll talk about that a little bit when we when we go into yeah. That, I guess. But, um yeah, so they... It was a good balance, um, but after I came back to KL for good, I said that I wanted to take a gap year, and then I just did a slew of theater productions that I personally am really proud of in back. Um, well, I did immediately after the accident. I did a production called Rewire, and that was for the Georgetown festival
1: wow wow yeah. wow 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 wow
0: yeah in
1: you're so accomplished holy fuck okay go on go on go on go on I'm just thank you to Barbie for inspiring me thank you Greta Gerwig to, to
0: do anything I ever wanted <laughs> we'll get
1: into Barbie Malaya in a little bit
0: um so yeah so that was Georgetown and um then after that I also did a smaller production, which was basically like a localized Romeo and Juliet, but like very short 30-minute performance. And then I went on to do a production called OCD, which was directed by Shane And let me tell you, like OCD changed my life. I think when you're dealing with a mental illness, yes. when you're portraying a mental illness, it's so delicate. There's so much research that goes into it. Uh, we wanted to basically be able to portray... Um, realistically what this mental illness is like for people living with it without like being stereotypical about it you wanted it to be informative and heartfelt and at least from what like the general public and my friends and family told me from watching it like I think we managed to hit the nail on the head and it wouldn't have been the case without my director Shane. So I don't know if you've heard of Ching before.
1: No, I have not.
0: But um she's a neurodivergent individual who also has Tourette's.
1: Okay. I think involved in theater in KLPAC. Because yes. I think I was at Alu and Lusong, and I thought they were part of the performance because Alu and Lusong was a little bit eerie. Mm-hmm. And it talked about it. and the girl was like, you know, shot having
0: I, her tics. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Her tics. And so. I was like, oh, is this part of the play? And I had to reconfirm it after, but no, I, I guessed as much that she might have had tourettes. Yes. But yeah, I think it's her. And usually when she's very engaged, she doesn't have her tics. Yes. That's her, right? That's Chase. Yeah, okay. Oh. She's a she's a theater performer.
0: She is. She's a theater performer practitioner, mover, choreographer, director. She's so accomplished in her own right as well. Love you, Chang. <laughs> um, but um yeah, I think like having a director that basically could empathize with having an, a, an uh, illness yeah. that maybe people don't really talk about or know how to deal with or handle delicately like she was the best person to take on Agreed. this project yeah. For 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 yeah and it's like i think theater through her showed me like what a healing um experience it is because like for her when she's completely zoned in actually when she performs theater she doesn't take
1: Oh. yeah that's what i heard as well that's what i heard it's, it's so in- insane. insane it's
0: insane because like you're
1: so engaged in it that like entire thing yeah.
0: your physical body your mental brain your emotional everything everything in you is like clocked in
1: mm-hmm.
0: amazing anyway yeah so that was the last i think i did like seven months of like freelance theater okay um, before I decided to find a job or rather an internship with Chandana okay so that was the next step in my life um I Chandana basically well my interest in applying to intern with Chandana was because they did a lot of policy work for the arts which was very new well and it still is very new in Malaysia mm-hmm. um and I thought that this really married my skills and interests because I came from a law background, but I have this interest in arts. And so I interned for like six months um, under Izan. Shout out Izan. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to name drop a lot of- As you should. As you should. A lot of ladies that have gotten me to where I am today. And and Izan is definitely one of them. She was like a hard-ass boss. But- Obviously, like, with reason. Mm-hmm. And um, she taught me a lot about, like, strategizing. I think, like, when you are the age that you are in your early 20s, um, you're very naively hopeful.
1: Agreed. There is just... Because you don't know. Yeah. And so you're just hopeful that things will just find its way to you. Yeah. yeah. That's
0: one. But also because we were in, like, the environment of, like, policy making and things, there were a lot of times... It's very easy as, like, a young person to just be, like, frustrated that the government yeah. is doing enough yeah. for her, so whatever. And she was a really good strategist in, like, picking your battles so you can win the war type So
1: oh, fucking real. Athena realness, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that, that, that's a big, big brain woman. She's planning out the war.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that was something that she imparted in me if I were to take away anything from learning under her. And then obviously, Chandana's sister company is Rio. And what? I yeah. So, Chandana, Rio, and my creative all sit in like the same triangle. Family. Yeah, yeah. Essentially the same triangle. And so, um, after my internship in Chandana, I was deciding whether I wanted to work full time or go back to school. And so, I had a very short semester in Aswara okay. when I wanted to pursue dance.
1: Okay. Okay. Wow. 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 Wow.
0: Wow. Wow. Me just trying to grab at everything in my youth.
1: I like to ask, you've basically pulled into so many facets of yourself. You've done the the nine to five law thing. Mm -hmm. You did acting. You did dance. Do you feel like a lot of this would it was accomplished mainly because of the support that you had, alongside with your interest in it, obviously? Because that push. I mean that push comes internally, mm-hmm. but it has to be steered as well. So of course. do you think your parents played a big role in that?
0: Definitely. My parents are always hmm. My parents always said like whatever makes you happy and they've never explicitly said like also realistically support yourself. Yeah. But it was kind of like an unsaid caveat. And I think it just from like the way we were raised, uh, and, like, very independently as well, is that, like, if you wanted to go for the things that you truly believe you can make happen, I support you, but I'm not going to
1: pay for it. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. So everything was basically, you supported yourself in theater school and dance school.
0: So when I did the seven months of of freelance theater, yes, my parents weren't giving me any money. Like, I basically kind of (laughs) ran... rationed out um my pay from like different productions and then when i was with chandana i managed to negotiate like a good enough wage higher than the the usual yeah 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 yeah. um so that i could also then support myself um when i went to aswara that was a little bit of a hiccup where i worked out a plan with my parents where like they just had to give me a very minimal allowance Mm -hmm. But everything else, like in terms of fees, I was going to cover by myself. Okay.
1: Damn, holy shit, woman. You've done it. Yeah. <laughs> fucking done it all.
0: I mean, I try. So Oswald was as one of the things where um I want to say in hindsight, didn't work out for a reason. Okay. But at the time when I did drop out after the first semester, I felt like a huge failure.
1: Oh my God. No. Yes.
0: So, um, or something a, a little traumatic happened during that time, which I think I'm not quite ready to share openly yet. You don't have to. But it was my first experience with depression.
1: Oh, yes. okay. So
0: up until then, I was, again, naively optimistic about everything in the world. Got it. Um, and after that incident, like I would say my whole life changed. And being naively optimistic, I thought it's okay. I'm just gonna do what I always do, and I'm just going to keep
1: pushing. Yeah, keep yeah. pushing
0: on and keep keep at it. And um, it's so hard to do something absolutely yeah. physical like dance day in and day out, where again, like your whole body is in it. You, like, you have to be clocked in. You have to be totally focused. Like your mind, your body, your soul, all of it has to be in you. And that's so hard when you're, you're depressed. depressed
1: yeah I got it yeah
0: it absolutely crushed my relationship with dance at the time because oh. I love dance I I did ballet for like all my years shut I have up in classical ballet shut up <laughs> I just up. want to plug that but you should plug everything that you've
1: accomplished it's necessary
0: um yeah so I had a diploma in classical ballet and I really wanted to then go and get which school to me. did you
1: do it in um
0: just some well, one of the ballet schools called Jean Gunn Academy of Ballet and Music. Okay. Um, but basically once you get to a certain grade, it's yeah. no longer called like grade, grade five. Yeah. It's like the diploma. So yeah. Yes. And so I managed to go all the way up to like the it's last grade crazy. that you take before you, you actually Did- go to a professional dance yeah. school. Um and so I wanted to go to Oswara to get a degree.
1: But like also dancing is in your nature. So art <laughs> literally lives within you.
0: I and it's crazy because my parents are like, we don't know where you got it from.
1: <laughs> oh how? Yeah. Sometimes it's just that one person in the are you are you the first daughter?
0: No, I'm not. I'm actually the middle child.
1: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it just takes one person in the family to completely steer the wheel into the arts, you know what I mean?
0: I would say like I'm not as as steered into the arts as my brother is. Like yeah. he's an artist artist. I'm uh-huh. kind of like a uh a, a realist artist. I don't know. <laughs> got
1: it, got it, got it, got I'm, it.
0: I'm more a performer. Okay, I'll yeah. say that I'm a performer, but my brother's like a true artist. Anyway,
1: we'll get to that. We'll get to yeah. that.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, I found that semester in Aspire to be absolutely challenging. I was like crying in between classes. I didn't know why dance was not bringing me the joy that I usually feel. Um, it was just. Well, obviously, when when you're depressed, like it just bleeds into everything. Everything, And eventually I made the decision to drop out for my mental health. And that was really hard. Um, I had to lie to my classmates and my teachers because I wasn't going to be like, I'm dropping out because I'm depressed. I told them I was dropping out because uh, I'm getting like a proper job and that I needed to work to basically survive and so they were really empathetic about that and and that was partially true anyway because um
1: I mean it's okay like I I feel like when you're depressed there there comes this like guilt because like you're kind of like not in the space to be around people anymore yeah and then we just feel like like as it is we're feeling like shit and then it just makes us feel even more shittier but i'm so proud of you hello for even talking about this because like you have to be so comfortable in yourself to know that that happened in my past i am like you know still babying that part of me because that still is a part of me and that happened and i'm very very proud of the woman that you are today
0: thanks bravin love you love you okay
1: you, yeah sorry
0: yeah though there, there, there were a lot of Steps, I guess I had to take. It wasn't like it wasn't like dropping out solved everything for me. No. It was also the year I started going to therapy. Shut up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: I have to tell you something. Sure. Um <laughs> tell me. <laughs> I think earlier last year or, or earlier this year, you posted um therapy options for free and even like for really cheap on yeah. your Instagram. And I was talking to Julia about it. Shout out to Julia, American. Shout
0: out, Julia. Love
1: you. Love you. <laughs> yeah, because like I was just in this really funky headspace, and I was like, I think it was this year uh, during Valentine's Day, like mm-hmm. during during that time. Um, yeah, I was I just couldn't take it anymore. Like, I um I was in this very much like hateful period towards myself. Um, I just got out of a job that I didn't even quite like, and I was so hung up over the fact that it didn't quite work out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I I was taking it out on everybody. And I was like, oh, Emma posted like therapy options. Let me take a screenshot. And Julia brought it up again. I never got back to it, but it's stuff like this that keeps people going. You know what I mean? That's always an available option. Mm-hmm. It's still in my screenshots. I just have to type the word therapy into a search bar and it'll come up. Like it's always there for me. So thank you so much for always yes, using your platform to make people's lives accessible. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know, man, like. Like, I, I look at your stories and it's like, oh, like, you know, I get to talk to you. I get to learn so many things from you. And, like, so many women are... And, like, young people are learning from you. And I think the community that you've built around cultivating girlhood, womenhood, like, achieving what you want, even through your pains and struggles, is, like, so fucking admirable. Excuse my French.
0: Thanks. I mean, gosh. I want to say that, like, Obviously, I don't have the largest platform.
1: Yeah, yeah. But
0: it's always been really important to me in the capacity of my platform to be authentic. Yeah. And to share things like therapy or like when I'm having a bad day. Honestly, like sometimes I look back at when I was depressed and sharing that I was depressed on Instagram and I absolutely cringe because Uh I'm like, why did I do that? But hearing that, you know, like, that it helped yeah. somebody or that I don't know like it, it it like it's a step forward you know what I yeah. mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Would you like to talk um a little bit about how you overcame your depressive state?
0: Um
1: or or if you're not comfortable, we okay. can segue it, into something else. I
0: mean it 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 all it will tie in with like my next stage in life which was working at Rio as yeah. well. Um, and so, like, I dropped out of Aswara, I started going to therapy, and then I also somehow managed to land um, mm. a role at Rio okay. um, to do, well, it was called content and communication. So, okay. in terms of content, it was basically anything that you were seeing at Rio, whether online or on the ground. So, in terms of like selecting and managing vendors or um, what we were putting out on Instagram, things like that. Um, <laughs> And Rio, again, is another place where I had an almost all-girl, all-women okay, team. nice. That was... Let me tell you, I hear so many horror stories about my friends, like, entering the workforce at the same time. And the norm is that because you're the bottom of the food chain, expect to be treated like, like shit.
1: shit. Okay. Yeah, because that's literally... That was my reality. Really? Yeah. And in almost... All of my jobs post college post post uni, worked at an aden- agency, treated like shit, verbal abuse, worked at a fashion local fashion company, treated like shit, verbal abuse, um, expected to do everything. got fired on my way back home from a from a trip, like over a text message and nothing was- nothing else, like girl, like be fucking for real right now. And then next job got let go because. Like, I don't know, I was so strung out from, like, working seven days a week that I couldn't even, like, you know, produce proper work. And then the last job, it was always, when's the next pitch that we can win? And it was just, like, constantly working. I'm, I'm always so stretched thin, and I'm not even enjoying the work that I'm doing. And I'm treated like shit by the people that run the company. Man, I saw you, I had a talk with you earlier this year.
0: Yes, we did.
1: About what you're doing right now, and how your freelance I mean your remote job was going
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you were like I quit yeah <laughs> I quit because I can't do it anymore and I'm putting my sole focus into um loop, loop right and I was like wait this queen might be on to something <laughs> and, and like this was right before I lost my job too um shit like I was like you know this is gonna be the worst fucking time of my life like I hate what I'm doing it's happening anyway I lost the job, and I'm happier. More, I'm happiest right here, right now, talking to you. And I was like, "Shit, talking to Emma, roll the ball." You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, like you play, no like I'm way fucking way. Like you literally like spark flames in my life. Like you've done it time and time again. So yeah, which is why I'm it's so important to me to, to have that. you here speaking with me because it's not only for the listeners; it's also for me. I keep Learning things from the people I talk to—it's really important to me. Hey, bitch! It's selfishly about me.
0: <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I love that for you.
1: Yeah, I get to learn so much. Um. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Why don't we talk about real?
0: Okay. So, um, the opposite was for me, where my first job was an absolute dream. Like it was so supportive. Okay. Um, my then boss Melissa Mel, love you. (laughs) Shout out Mel and Mark Renee. Like the three of them being like the seniors, um, cultivated, uh, the working culture where as long as you get your work done. Yeah. Your life is yours.
1: Oh, but. And
0: your life isn't work. Yeah. I think it also. I I will have to acknowledge that. The job came with a certain privilege whereby Rio was um, funded by the government.
1: Oh, it was. Yeah, it is. I that.
0: So it was actually funded by Najib's government.
1: Okay, gross.
0: When I had joined, it was still under Najib's government. And then like during the three and a half years I was there, it that was when everything in Malaysia was went politically to, changing. And, and went
1: to shit, basically. You know?
0: That and also we were constantly changing hands, and so in a really ironic way, Rio's most stable era was the Najib era. <laughs> oh my God! Because he just left us alone, like and
1: just gave you guys funds basically. Yeah, everywhere. well, they they
0: lobbied for the funds, um, and so that initial capital was the glory days
1: of oh, Rio. Okay,
0: where and I think why, like with agencies and other. Um, companies that are basically built on the backs of like revenue and new income, yeah. and all of that. That's why there's like this like
1: capitalist driven, right? Yes, yeah.
0: yes, yes, and very like hungry, always new business, that kind of thing. Whereas like with Rio, we were just like five girls with a budget. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doing oh, okay, not whatever we wanted, obviously. Like,
1: like whatever drew in people and like showing art and like you yes. know cultivating it.
0: Yeah, and so. I had the time of my life. and and Mel she knew I came from the from a theater background. Yeah. so up until the point I had come in, Rio was very um market driven. So the main thing was always the vendors. Um, but when I had joined, she gave me the opportunity to lead and project manage Pangong Rio, which mm-hmm. happened at Gasket Alley. And that was like an arts mm-hmm. festival centered version of rio okay where we only had maybe a handful of vendors but and you've been to gasket alley right yes there's a bunch of like pocket spaces and so we turned every single pocket space into a different performance space and so at any time like an art festival there would be at least like five different things happening depending on which room or space you were in and
1: gosh i'll I'll, like (laughs) i i I cannot believe you found you guys managed to do that because the way I see Gasket Alley because it's so crowded to me, it's just like so stuffy. Yeah. Like, where on earth did you guys find space? This
0: is before I think like um all the current really hip cool patrons constantly bring in streams of people. Okay. So prior to that, Gasket Alley was um I would say not as urban. They did have slightly more empty lots, lots, yeah. um, and so yeah, it was kind of like the perfect place to have a little pocket pop up arts festival but that was definitely like Mm. my crowning moment at rio i would say like looking back on my three and a half years there like oh you
1: were there for a long time
0: long time because i was also there throughout the pandemic
1: oh oh, wow okay wow wow wow, yeah
0: so in within the first year of of um working with rio the first couple of months were really hard with Again, like with the depression, but shout out to Dani. Dani, who's now my partner at Loop, she joined Rio around the same time that I joined Rio. And she's yeah. only a year younger than me. And so we were kind of like peas in a pod. Yeah, We were always like backing up for each other. We were always working on projects together. Um, And, and beyond work, like every morning where I struggled to get up and make it to the office, I texted Dani every step of the way. Like, it would literally just be, like, Dani, I can't do it today. But then after that, it's, like, Dani, I I made it to the shower. It's, like, Dani, I made it to the train. Danny, I'm, like, on my way to the office. Like, just having her kind of, like, keep me accountable and, like, have someone in the office with me to, like, tap-talk me, let me cry, um, not me for my smoke breaks. Uh, wow, I'm, okay. Cry. Yeah, like, Danny was a huge support system for me coming Holy out shit. of that coming out of that for sure for sure um
1: and then really found each other I I I mean it would be fun to hear Danny's perspective on this but it seems that you guys found each other a really opportune time as well
0: yeah I mean I hope she only has good things to say I definitely relied on her I definitely depended on her heavily at the time for which I'm forever grateful and indebted to her um but yeah Yeah,
1: like (laughs) Because when I did that interview with Bureau for Loop, you guys told me all three of you met at Rio, right? Yeah, so,
0: so, um, they joined us at the... Oops. They joined us at the end of 2019. Mm -hmm. And we all thought 2020 was going to be a big year for events. And then, you know, COVID COVID happened. So, um, for the most part, Bay Daddy and I worked remotely in the year of 2020. Okay. But for 2019, it was pretty much... Mel, Mar, Renee, um, Dani, and I. Yeah. And that was that was pretty fun. So, for them to have cultivated that really healthy working culture, like, I would go to, like, yoga class with, like, my manager, Mar.
1: Wow. Like, we'll clock
0: out at five. We'll go for yoga. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like,
1: that's but, fun.
0: But we would also, like, stay up and out to work until, like, midnight if that's what it required at the time. Like,
1: Here's the thing, right? I had this epiphany yesterday. I would never willingly feel so driven about work. And yesterday I was doing like this pitch deck for Mm -hmm. this one brand that I'm working for. And I was like on my phone with my partner and I was like, this is the happiest I've ever been doing work. (laughs) Like, you know.
0: Because when, when you are having fun at work and when you like naturally feel like, okay, I want to get this done. I want to get this done right. Yeah. Then you'll do whatever and the hours don't really matter and you don't have to be micromanaged to get it done because naturally yeah to get yeah, it exactly. done and that was basically what the first year in Rio was like for me the second year at Rio was the pandemic and so Rio had to pivot online there was a lot of learning curves there but I would say that um by then I think I had come out of my depression
1: mm-hmm.
0: I did shave my head though yeah yeah
1: that's how you met I got, right
0: of my depression I Shaved my yeah head. and everybody was like this isn't a Britney thing right and I was like haha no it's for you know donating my hair to cancer but actually inside I was totally having a Britney moment
1: um, <laughs> um, 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 um. but it landed you into alias arms at Oibota
0: yes and so there were a bunch of girls also going bald at the same time which was great like actually the the night I went bald I just had a bunch of baldy friends shave like, my head. So, oh, oh, Tess, okay. Tess yeah. was bald, um, and I had gone over to Tess's house, and meeting me at Tess's house was Fallon.
1: Yeah, I know her. Yes, yes,
0: yeah. she's obviously beautifully bald. Yes, um, <laughs> and Leisha, uh, Leisha wasn't bald, but she always had her sides shaved.
1: Okay, definitely. got it, got it.
0: Yes, and then my boyfriend Adam bald so there was just four other baldies in the bathroom with me <laughs> shaving my head <laughs> oh my god okay it was a moment it was an experience it was like an initiation right it was like leisha had like lit up 20 tiny tea like tea candles. candles it was very witchy Baham. i loved it
1: yeah but the hair is so spiritual native american people believe that spirituality is mm-hmm. rooted in their hair and I know a lot of Hindu rites involve giving your hair away as well as a formal sacrifice because it's an extension of the self, right? But to mm-hmm. me, like, yeah, I, I think it's beautiful the way that you gave it gave it away.
0: It is. It definitely, for me personally, shaving my head was me trying to kind of shed off the... Old self. The incident. Yeah. Yes, the old self. The weight that it carried.
1: Yes, exactly. exactly yeah. Exactly, exactly. Like,
0: the weight in every sense of the word it carried um and again it wasn't like oh after i shaved my head i was born again or whatever but like all these things like dropping out um finding friends finding therapy shaving my head like all these things i think led to me slowly day by day coming out yeah. of the depression
1: because it was, it was also like basically spring cleaning right letting go of weight yeah yeah
0: absolutely so, yeah, that takes us to the pandemic. <laughs> yes,
1: circling back to our main point.
0: um the first lockdown was, I mean, I think, at least for me, it was optimistic. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, "We're in this together, But the second lockdown was when I was the unhappiest I'd been. In a while.
1: 2021.
0: 2021. Yeah. I was just unhappy with everything. With myself. With work. And again. Coming from a place of privilege. Where um, Rio was still. Functioning. Functioning. Even though it was like. Happening online. And we had to pivot to like. Online content. It just. I think. Left me feeling very unfulfilled. As somebody who's such like. A doer. And like. You know what I mean? There was. I just felt very limited within, like, the confines of being indoors. Well, um, um,
1: Yeah, I, I sort of went crazy during the pandemic as well. I
0: think everybody did a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and so... I,
1: to be fair, I don't think I fully recovered. I don't like going out anymore.
0: Um. Yeah, I think that's definitely the same for a lot of people. There's definitely little, like, trails yeah. of the pandemic in our lives today yeah. still. For sure, for sure. Um, but I think, again, like, you know, they always say, like, you got to hit rock bottom before you can <laughs> back yeah. up. Yes. So my rock bottom in 2021 was absolutely feeling shit about work and all these things, but also, like, going through another breakup.
1: Oh, fuck. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, but all of that, the slump and the unfulfillment with work and clearing my closet post breakup was what inspired loop okay yeah so um be danny and i because we worked so well together like our working dynamics was so good when we were at rio and we retained a friendship after that um we always talked about doing something together and we just didn't know what and so like i got on a call with them once and i was just like you know we're just gonna have to brainstorm every week like once a week every week we just talk okay we just talk shit okay we just talk about our interests we talk about potential we talk about what other people are doing maybe and what we're inspired by and we will land somewhere and so finally and I think about September of September or October of 2021 is when we landed on the idea of loop okay and we were like holy shit there's a gap in the market. Nobody else is doing this yet. Mm-hmm. And it's a service that definitely will be in demand. Yeah. But also it speaks to our values. Um, it speaks to our interests in like fashion and style, but also like not wanting to drive, we didn't want to make anything new that makes sense. We talked about beauty and maybe like starting a beauty brand or starting a fashion oh, brand. Okay, okay, okay. A lot of like basically creating new products that were just branded by us. But none of it quite landed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so when the when we when this light bulb moment for Luke came about, all of us immediately felt like synced. Yeah. We were like, okay, we all feel the same way about this. This might be the thing that we do.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and it also again like divine timing and everything. Like when that light bulb moment happened, things were also starting to open up. Yeah and so yeah everything oh my god like again like life right life always has a way of working out no matter what you believe in and so then we created loop just as things were
1: opening up again opening up again
0: um and i was still technically with rio but once i had opened up to mar um my then boss at rio about starting this she was super supportive Um, and I had a very like amicable
1: goodbye goodbye yeah
0: yeah and I love Rio I'm still in touch with them yeah still in touch with the team I gosh I like everybody that has basically paved the way for me to get to where I am today um I revere yes adore um keep in contact with as best possible because they're just like Oh, when you find good people in life, right?
1: I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Just keep them as close as you can to you. Yeah. Because not only do they serve as inspiration, but it's almost like they're holding a flag to different moments in your life. And it's like, I was there. They helped me. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Is that what you mean? Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I mean. Yeah. I had met you in the end of 2021 when Ali was getting married that was the first time we met at the at wedding. Her wedding yeah
0: oh my god i i don't know if you could tell but i had so much social anxiety at that really?
1: wedding yeah why was it because like you didn't know a lot of people
0: it was because i was single
1: faham okay
0: um and i think it was the first wedding i attended like since the whole breakup and also since things had reopen mm, 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 mm. um but also because I think my breakup at the time was very public
1: okay
0: which I, again it sounds very short-sinduity like maybe you don't know about it No, no, no. but there were people in um well shared circles that I guess knew about it and it was going to be my the first time I go out where people can ask me like
1: questions about it yeah
0: like sorry to hear and all that and I just didn't know how I was going to react because the the lockdown in some way protected me during the yeah I didn't have to deal with with coming face to face with people that are you know maybe just acquaintances and I don't really want to open myself up to very fair yeah so yeah so I hope I didn't come off as snobbish I was actually just painfully scared
1: (laughs) we had a cigarette we did um you had been following love stories for some time at this point and I was yeah. like who's Barbie Malaya like who's this legend <laughs> following me and I was like oh cool um we got to do that and then um yeah it was really fun and then immediately after that in the new year you launched loop with the two girls yes yeah and so it's almost like yeah I don't know um I don't think of it this way Alia brings a lot of really, really good people in Japan. Together? Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah,
1: and one way or the other, I'm also just randomly going up to people and meeting them. I have this guest that I'm going to be having on in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I met her in Paris. Oh! She worked at the La Mer store in the Marais. And I was just like, how you doing today? And we got into this whole conversation about, like, you know, working in retail and what it, what it means to be working in high fashion and, like, the snobbery. And I was like, Let's follow each other on Instagram. She's a photographer. She's a fashion photographer on the side. And she's the most gorgeous person in the world. I just can't wait to bring her on. I don't know why I'm talking about it. But basically the whole point is, I think growing up, like meeting different people and talking about them and also having this group of friends that I've known for my whole life and also having people introduce me more and more into their lives. I am so thankful for it. Do you, mm-hmm. Are you experiencing certain like similar feelings about this?
0: Absolutely. Um gosh, I'm I'm quite an extrovert okay. in, in a sense where like I have like an extended group of people that I love mm-hmm. and are in my support system, but I also have a very close
1: Got super
0: it. close yeah. private circle of friends. And I think that's that's natural for a lot of people um coming into like their late 20s, yeah, to have like your extended circle of friends who you absolutely love, adore, and have fun with and will go on holidays with, but you still have like just people who have always been there for you. Yeah. And like, you know, having those two worlds kind of like inter
1: correlate with each other. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. So intertwined,
1: I think. Intertwine. What
0: yeah, yes. I was trying to think we took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> um, so yeah like I think being from like many different backgrounds and having worked many different jobs and meeting many different people who are totally inspiring in their own right and I have my own relationship with them is great but at the same time I have people in my life who have like always been there for me like
1: yeah your rocks
0: yeah exactly um and you definitely need both yeah but it's also interesting to kind of like Again, like see those two walls kind of like
1: coincide with each other, coincide
0: with each other, and 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 how both of those support systems are absolutely necessary for you and living your life. Yeah, I would say you need both.
1: Absolutely, it's very important to have both because there's some things in your outer circle that you talk about that you don't talk about with your inner circle, and vice yes. versa. You know what I mean? Yeah. And absolutely because we're so multi-dimensional
0: yeah I was going to say when you were talking about the girl um that you met in Paris yeah. and how she's like a, a photographer on the side I was going to say like isn't it amazing like how every person is so multifaceted, especially now exactly especially now Um. yeah it might be
1: expected in a lot of like you know workspaces to be multi-dimensional but I think it's also really good if we talk about the self mm. and we look at it and we see that there are multiple versions of ourselves that exist within us. Like you, for example. Not
0: within us, but like within the people. Yeah, in our so, ourselves. So. like There's so many versions of you that exist out there and yeah. how you perceive you or how your like best friend of 10 years perceive you will be so different from how like we perceive each other, for exactly. example.
1: But yeah. Okay. Anyway, I want to talk about Barbie and Malaya. I think that's really important. Um, uh, How did you get? to that username i really want to unpack that because it's a, first of all fucking genius
0: oh my god like I that's that household name i want to just say thank you to me <laughs> thank you to the past i don't know which version of me it was and in what year that thought of this name mm-hmm. but thank you to her i love her yeah
1: <laughs> how old were you when you came up with it when, was this your first one and only username
0: um no prior to barbie malaya i was emma megan cool wow like all my platforms just like my full name out there um which i never had a problem with or anything um but barbie malaya was actually my discord name
1: shut up okay
0: (laughs) in the pandemic um my very so this is like my close-knit circle um shout out celeste ellie and risha my bestie (laughs) Um, the four of us first wandered over Twilight, and then going the laneway. My heart. I'm team so Edward typical, Jacob. Edward.
1: Oh, you're so though wait, wait, wait.
0: Okay, I was Team Edward for a long time, and then during the pandemic, we all rewatched it. Yeah, because it was on Netflix, we right? Questioning, like, why were we Team Edward? But not strongly enough to convert me to Team Jacob.
1: Really? <laughs> because can I say something? And it might be very controversial, but I've always thought Jacob is rapey a little bit. Oh, Oh, you're mine. Who are you to meet with Edward? Like, oh my God, shut up. Like, shut up, please. Like, I liked Edward because he was brooding and quiet and truly a perfect lover in a sense that he knew when to shut the fuck up. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's an Aquarius man that you want in your life. Oh my God. Do you think Edward is an Aquarius? I highly believe he's an Aquarius man.
0: You know what? Now that I think about it.
1: Yeah. Like, he's like, Bella, I'll be watching you in <laughs> sleep
0: <laughs> Yeah. That's he an Aquarius man. He is. He, and he's so, like, unhinged. Even though he's so, like, broody. Yes. He's also, like,
1: I'm gonna kill myself yes. because I thought you we were dead. Absolutely yeah. unhinged. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely unhinged. <laughs> that is an Aquarius man. But yes, I, I rewatched it when I moved out from my parents' house, I watched it three times last year. I redid the movie, all four movies three times wow. while washing the bathroom every other Saturday. At a phase, I have an Edward t-shirt that I thrifted. I don't know if you've seen it. I posted it on Instagram a couple of times. It's the most ridiculous thing, right? It's like the tightest girl t-shirt with Edward on it from New Moon. To be fair, I think New Moon was a really good movie because Bella was also depressed as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> And I was like, you know what? This is a really good movie, but the books, did you read them? I did. All four?
0: All four. Did
1: you read The Host as well?
0: I did not read The Host, actually. Dude,
1: but It's so fucking good. It is so good. The same push and pull mm-hmm. that um, Bella had with Edward and Jacob, here she has with the other two guys. I forgot their names. But two people are living in one body. And they're also interested in two different people it's really complex and perplexing how Stephanie Mayer is actually a really good author. But a lot of people play her off because... Because
0: of Twilight. Yeah,
1: and also, like, what's so wrong about romance books anyway? A hundred years from now, she's going to be the next Jane Austen.
0: Yeah, I mean, like...
1: Like, why is it that... People love discrediting women and the work that they do. It pisses me off so bad.
0: Yeah, there's something for everyone. And clearly Twilight resonated with a, a bunch lovely. of people. Yeah, for a reason. It
1: was really good. The soundtrack, the music. I got into Muse because of Stephanie Meyer. Oh, I love it. Nope shitting, yeah.
0: I, I was a Muse fan pre-Stephanie. Well, pre-Twilight only because my brother listened to it endlessly but i love that stephanie meyer loved muse and included a track from them in every single movie
1: real fucking real yeah and they agreed to it too i
0: know i love that they were like sure yeah
1: you know (laughs) yes okay wait circling back discord twilight celeste and your friends
0: yes so um we have a little group called tva which is on whatsapp but we created one on discord because it was the most stable and clear platform for us to like watch movies together we were watching the twilight series together during the pandemic
1: again how does this card work like i'm not sure how it works
0: actually. um it's basically like do you remember what msn messenger was like yes yes yeah sure. that but much better Just and you can stream much more stable ads? yes you can like oh, you shit. can yeah wow like, you didn't even have to yeah
1: no netflix party nothing of the sort
0: we Netflix party was always a little like wonky
1: yeah I agree but, yeah
0: um discord actually was pretty seamless and you could all watch it at like the same time oh, while talking to each other whereas like Netflix party you could only chat yeah but you couldn't hear your friends whereas this was lit- quite literally like watching a movie together
1: I have something to admit I talk a lot during movies and it was Netflix party was a gift because had I been on a call with somebody I would have not shut the fuck up <laughs> I, love- I love talking <laughs> yeah anyway yeah and then
0: uh, yeah so all of us had these like really funny names on discord so Celeste's name was kimchi mommy okay um Risha's name was Pugariri. she loves pogs um Ali's name was cheeses fries
1: Okay. Oh, yeah love love <laughs> and love.
0: mine wasn't food related but it was Barbie Malaya and, um I don't know how and why I thought of it but let me talk about the influence of Barbie on my life. I know Less everybody like I know Less every like girl has their story, And I'm not saying that I am more Barbie than anybody else out there, but it I will you. just say, like yes, in my own personal life, she's been a constant. yeah, like obviously, as a child, huge constant every Christmas, every birthday I would ask for, a Barbie, I had her wardrobe and like all that shit. But even when I was in, high school and everybody was wearing like bata or B first or all-star at one point i went through a rotation of barbie shoes
1: okay because
0: they made i don't know where i found them i think it was like in like aeon or something and there was only like maybe one or two designs it wasn't as extensive as bata's school shoe design but it was like a plain, almost like white van slip on with just the tiniest pink Barbie tag. And I was like, that's enough for me. I just don't want to wear regular school shoes, real? I want to wear Barbie school shoes. Yeah. When I went to uni, I got um a Barbie pencil box because she just made me feel like I could do law. Okay. <laughs> like just Barbie can
1: accomplish anything.
0: Yes. like at every juncture, I don't know how, but she's always subtly influenced. Maybe she wasn't, like, as big an influence as she was in my childhood. Yeah. But she was always there. Yeah. Like, always in the background. And um, her tagline is, you can be anything. And I think that started to resonate more and more with me.
1: That's so beautiful. As
0: I bloomed into this multifaceted version of myself where my parents were like, pick one thing. And I was like, no. Absolutely not.
1: Real. Talk.
0: Um. Yeah. And so... I just knew that I wanted to have, well, Barbie in my name. Yeah. And I didn't know what, like, the prefix or suffix of that would be. I didn't want it to be Barbie Malaysia because it didn't have a ring to it. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and then I landed on Barbie Malaya. And I don't know. I love it so much. One day I asked my friend Celeste. I was like, do you think it would be absolutely pretentious of me to change my Instagram handle from my name? So barbie malaya and she was like absolutely not do it
1: <laughs> love that
0: um so yeah that, that's that's really how it came about
1: it's genius it's a really great branding name yeah from a marketing it, perspective
0: it has a ring to it and too. i'm saying from
1: a marketing perspective you've really set yourself apart genius genius i need to applaud let's talk <laughs> more about barbie um, what were your favorite Barbie movies growing up, and how many times did you watch Greta Gerwig's cinema- cinematic masterpiece that is Barbie twenty twenty three?
0: My favorite Barbie movies growing up were um the classics. I would say Rapunzel, um Princess and the Pauper. Okay. Um, those two are I would say my top two. Okay. Obviously, I loved Nutcracker and the Twelve Dancing Princesses and all that, and Swan Lake. Okay. Um, but. I Those two are my favorite. Barbie. Okay, unironically, Barbie Diaries.
1: Wait, what is that?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so oh, you sorry. should watch Barbie Diaries. It's so funny. Is the... it a
1: vlog style Barbie?
0: Yes. No, that's not, it's not vlog style Barbie. It was just like after all the classic princess Barbies, the first time she ever tried to do like a teen Barbie movie was Barbie Diaries. The animation was completely different. Absolute shit. <laughs> but it's the script is so funny, and I think because I watched it as a tween, I really resonated with it. I definitely kept a diary at that age. Okay, yeah, and I was like, I relate. Um, so yeah, watch Barbie Diary.
1: <laughs> I will link um, me, link me. Link I me.
0: will, I will. Um, Greta Gerwig's masterpiece. I've watched it four times now. I basically like every weekend. The first weekend it was out, I went to watch it once, and then it's like it's it, it's basically a a weekend thing for me in July. Yeah every weekend of July was spent watching Barbie watching Barbie and also because not just for me um going to watch Barbie with friends who were seeing it for the first time that was my experience and that was the experience that I wanted to like participate in I just wanted to like see my friends expressions, and have their, like, first discussions. Like, I wanted to be the friends that they discussed it first with, like, immediately coming oh, out yeah. of the cinema. Um, so, yeah. Four times. I did want to try and catch it before Bali, and before it leaves the cinemas, but we'll see if that happens.
1: Maybe you watch it in Bali. I don't maybe, know. Maybe. Maybe. But, I was supposed to go watch it with you guys for the Loop event. Girl. <laughs> For me, and my fucking stomach issues, I thought I was going to die.
0: Oh, no. I'm
1: yeah. so sorry, though. Or I had a cold at the same time, I'm pretty sure. And I had a migraine at the same... And I was just like, I can only do so many things at the same time right yeah. now. And my body was... my When my partner came back, sorry to segue a little, I was just like, I feel so betrayed by my body.
0: Oh, I... You know. I absolutely...
1: I absolutely feel that. Like, I have no autonomy over it. Why is my skin breaking out like this? Mm-hmm. Or... Why am I having perpetual stomach issues? Mm. Or why do I keep falling sick? It's just these like little things that I'm just like, man, I'm so tired. And then Alia got me started on the probiotic game. <laughs> Mentioned it in the last podcast. I don't know, you told me today that you're on the probiotic that game. I'm,
0: I'm literally just getting on probiotic.
1: What do you have anyways? Just aging, I think. I think so too. I've never had any of these issues. I've never had a moment in my life where I could eat spicy food and I would shit my... I've never shat myself. I'm gonna... (laughs) TMI. I've never shat myself until I got into my 20s. Literally, I've never had IBS. And I I started the probiotic game and I was like, wait. This might... Like, you know, the the pharmacy girlies might be onto something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Isn't it crazy? Like... Uh I I, I no I don't know I'm gonna sound like every other person entering their late 20s, but it is a universal experience. Your nails start to break, really? your hair starts to yeah. Oh, okay, like I used to get these crazy manicures done every month because my nails would grow really long and they were really strong. And I love getting these like wacky, crazy designs and colors. And I just can't anymore. Look at this, my nail just broke.
1: Oh my fucking god.
0: Like, it just cannot retain. My body just, like, has a calcium deficit. Are you taking caretons? And sensitive. No, I'm not. But, like, again, like, see, like, every time I talk to my friends, there's one other thing I need to go to. the. There's one other supplement it's, I now have to take.
1: And it's so fucking like, expensive. It's so expensive. Like, who has the money? For this many supplements, I bought Blackmore's um multivitamins. That made me shit myself. Because I can't digest that. Yes. You're okay, see? Mm. Like it throws my gut gut microbiome off so bad. Yeah. And the pain is insurmountably I cannot put a name to it. Like it just kills me. Like I and as it is, I have a deathly fear of bathrooms and toilets. So
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, like a double whammy yeah but yeah exactly like if you're gonna get vitamin b you have to get a certain vitamin b and in a, and in a certain way that like doesn't have certain components that will affect your digestive gut what yeah, it's just
1: uh, it's a lot it's a well, lot of work that
0: it's a lot of work
1: are you... like, we were cavemen once what happened yeah what happened <laughs> like natural selection and here we are and yet i do you have any allergies that you developed later in life yes yeah, so um
0: in, in my 20s, I developed uh, an intolerance to lactose.
1: Wow. I miss
0: milk. I and miss cheese. her. I don't miss cheese, but I
1: miss milk. Okay. A lot of my friends don't eat cheese. I'm a cheese girlie. That said, I cannot imagine what it's like. Like, are you on oat milk professionally? Do you make your own oat milk?
0: I don't make my own oat milk yet. I love to be able to get to that point. But no, at the moment, store-bought milk. But yes, oat milk is my...
1: What, what's your go-to in
0: Um, really, whatever my mom buys, (laughs) she likes she tried, she's tried everything. She's tried Oatly, she's tried Oatside, she's tried Minor Figures. Um, I'm not sure if she's tried Minor Figures yet, but there are also like kind of like the I think even Farm Fresh has an oat milk, yeah. Now,
1: I think they're like eight ringgit, yeah, like
0: a lot cheaper. We've tried everything on the market basically. Um, but yeah. Outside, I guess. Just cause Do you know um, they really Singaporean? I do know. I do I, know. I'm so Let, I Do you that. know that the person who handles their marketing also runs freaking marathons?
1: Really? She's the woman. Wow.
0: Yeah.
1: Holy shit. Yeah. Here's the women.
0: Here's the women. Fucking running marathons. Fucking doing the best fucking marketing for outside ever.
1: I love it. I love I love. I love it. I just like seeing women be accomplished, you know. Love, love women. Love women. <laughs> okay. Um, would you like would you be keen to talk about your roots as a Sarawakian girly? Sure. Let's talk a little bit about that. Like, so which I are, are you fully Sarawakian?
0: No. So my mom is half Chinese and half Bidayu. Okay. Um, and those are one of the Dayak tribes. My dad is fully Chinese, but both of them grew up and met in Kuching. Okay. They then got married and moved around, like they moved to Miri, but eventually settled in KL, where um my brother and I was born. My older sister was born in Kuching and so she had a little bit of her childhood there. So as far as my roots will go, I will just say that sometimes I I know I can't regret this because this wasn't my decision, but I almost feel as if I missed out on growing up Sarawakian. Yeah, like truly Sarawakian. Um, but now in my adult age, like I, I guess as kids, like we would always go back only when our parents flew us back as a family, and those would usually coincide with festive seasons. Um, but I can't remember when or how it started. I think it was like after PMR. Yeah, my mom was just like, "Hey, do you want to?" fly out to Kuching like by yourself and it was the first time I ever boarded a flight a slide myself that, as like a 15 that. year old yeah I mean it was just a coaching, but like I think that's what started the habit for me and all my siblings to go back like by ourselves and that for me like I'm really glad that I have that I'm really glad that I'm comfortable enough to do that yeah because um not a lot of I guess
1: it's privilege in itself. Yeah,
0: I think, like, not a lot of people would, like, willingly balik kampong for relatives that aren't their immediate yeah. family unit. Um, You know, like, a lot of people will only go back mm-hmm. if it was for their parents, or, again, for festive seasons with the rest of the family. And that's not the case for my siblings and I. We love going back um, just to... Just to live the coaching life with my grandparents. Like when I go back, I absolutely do nothing. I love that. Yeah. I
1: love I just
0: take my parents. Like I take my grandparents to their doctor visits, to run errands, to the market. Um, yeah. So that's just, that's me, I guess, trying to make up for not having lived there in my earlier life.
1: I yeah, think. but no time wasted. You're just taking it at full I'm so happy to hear that. I have a confession. Mm-hmm. I studied in Lavaan for my uni years. Oh, yeah.
0: did not know that about you.
1: Yeah, I did Uh, marketing in this little university on an island by the beach. Uh, was very depressed for the first two years. It was really bad because I, I think I have a lot of separation anxiety and uh, I was not adjusted to that. Um, That said, because I, I'm so used to sleeping with, so much noise on the outside I I grew up in the city yep my parents house is not like it's like 10 minutes away to the left
0: yeah
1: um and like for the most part like rumpets like you know like death drivers like they're always zooming by yeah when I went it was just silence yeah and then I started looking up and like from my room window you could see like an entire like galaxy of stars like because there's no light right yes Like, that's what it's like going to East Malaysia. It's so grounding to be in East Malaysia for me. Yeah. I don't know. I found it. I was like, wow. And then the pandemic hit. And I was like, I don't think I belong in the city anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I find it necessary to expunge myself and go back to Langkawi, to Penang, Mm. and just hold myself up somewhere for a week. Yeah. Put my phone away. Yeah. Be one with nature. Like, do you do that? Like, do you find this very necessary to like, like, unplug?
0: Um, absolutely, I do. Okay, so like I said, like when I go back to Kuching, I like to again like unplug, do nothing, live the slow life. Um, and I think we discussed this when we were talking about you know, jumping on the podcast. But Kuching is the biggest city. Mm-hmm. It's Trou- raw. It's a big yes. city, right? And like, rightfully so, the people of Kuching deserve their advancements. Like they're used to not to say there used to be no malls, but they didn't used to have malls the size of KL yeah. that brought in all these international brands. And now they do. They're building a highway with tolls. And like these are all like as a city you should be moving forward.
1: With better but for
0: me, there, yeah. like in a very selfish way, I don't like I wish Kuching would be slow life forever. Because for me, like that's where I go to unplug. And again, I am prefacing and acknowledging that it's absolutely selfish of me, but um, yeah, I do like coaching is definitely where I go to like slow life
1: uh-huh. out, Yeah, that's I think that's really important as well. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Sorry, I kind of like had a brain fart. No, <laughs> yeah. let's talk about. Loop because um I'm not sure how long this recording has been going on. I think it's been going on over an hour. Um I hope I'm not taking too much more of your time. It's just gonna be a little bit rapid fire okay. and then we're just gonna recap uh, like it like
0: rapid. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: What's it like running a business at twenty seven and as a woman with a community of other women that you're running in with as well?
0: Um gosh, whenever people ask me really big questions like this about loop, I find it very hard to answer because my head is in it. Do you mm, know what I mean? Yeah. Like 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 a chicken having its head stuck in the ground like that's that's how i feel like i'm so in it that it's i think like from the outside and the optics of it is a little grand in a sense where it's yeah. like wow you're a young business owner a woman and all these things but the practicalities of it like don't feel grand
1: but like i guess it's just second nature at this point right
0: um well, yes, well, second, not exactly nature. It's a lot of like hard work and keep yeah. at it. um, And it's tough. It's tough. That's the reality of
1: that's business. reality. It's, it's not tough. all. Look, we have clothes. This is glamorous.
0: Yeah, exactly. like, obviously, we make it look that way because we want it to be
1: appealing. Yeah. But, like, that's what is for, babes. Like,
0: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, when I was talking to my brother in law about, you know, some of our, struggles in terms of like feedback from um, not even just customers just people who are like wanting to try the service and like well complainers I would say they're just like oh this is too confusing oh why am I paying fee I'm just like do you well the point that he made which I totally didn't see was like wow do these people not want to support a small like Business, women-owned business, yeah. like, do they not want to help a bus this business grow? Like, like
1: it's an independent business. Yeah,
0: like, why are people so ready to part with their money with like really big capitalist drivers? I have an answer to that. What? Oh, okay.
1: I have an answer to that.
0: Enlighten me. A
1: lot of people like. To... Okay, so we really want to get into it. It's political. It's economical, and it's all rooted in. Mahathir's way and how he ran ran this country, Mm. he was always like let's look to the east, let's Mm -hmm. look to the east and then completely turned this country on its head and Islamified everything Mm -hmm. and then at the same time he drove this capitalist screw right deep into West Malaysia and then said let's look to the east let's let's look to the east and then turn this country into car driven, car forward zero in, like almost zero to none Like uh, investments into infrastructure made this literally look like middle America. Mm. And then it persisted and said, let's look to the East because that's where life and culture is. But that's not what the East is all about. The East is about taking care of people. Mm. We essentially replicated the capitalist playbook of America, put it here, Mm -hmm. and everybody expects everything to be franchise driven. Everything, everybody expects service to be tip-top. Mm. People forget service people are people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I saw that nasty comment somebody left on Loop's Instagram. Like, <laughs> that was so nasty.
0: Yeah, we get a lot of very... We get a lot of um, just entitled behavior yeah. that comes through. And we're like, wow, where does this come from? Like, it really boggles us sometimes that, like, I don't know is it because you you know that there is somebody behind this screen that you feel like you feel like you can shit on the business because we would absolutely take it personally whereas you can't shit on H&M and Zara because the people owning H&M and Zara would never hear of it so you put up with you put up with all their like other capitalist practices but when it comes to like let me tell you like when we introduced a consignment fee yeah
1: and that was recent right that was uh, this it year it was
0: maybe about six months into running yeah. the business when we realized like hey actually so much labor so much physical labor goes into just dealing with your clothes before it even reaches the railings before it even goes out onto the floor and is sold there is so much physical labor involved which we are not charging to customers yeah and the big demand for Loop is in the service.
1: Because people are literally giving their shit to you. Yeah. And you are doing it for that.
0: Exactly. And when we... I think it was like a... It used to be 30 ringgit for 20 pieces. We've now, like, come up with a new system where you only pay 15 ringgit for 10 pieces because we wanted to open up more slots and have more people um, come in and try the service. But even then, like, I think when we introduced the fee... We got our first one-star review on Google oh, from somebody who didn't want to use their real name because we looked up every single consigner with that first name, last name, and combined name, and it didn't exist in our platform. So um, but her but first there... line was beware, this shop is getting greedy. And we're like,
1: mm. I don't like how people say that. I'm sorry, but um. A business is a business, and work is work, and we're not franchising. We're not exploiting people. We want to pay our workers exactly fair wages.
0: We first opened, and it was just the three of us. Then, sure, yes, there was no like consignment fee charge, and we were starting out. And but the thing is, like as a small business, we are growing. We're growing the team. We are growing back end systems and like tiny infrastructures within the store come on you literally redid
1: your floors like where where is the money coming from we
0: redid our floors we redid the changing room so that we could go from one changing room to three changing rooms we um people used to complain a a lot about our booking system and you know it was clunky but it, it also couldn't support the demand and so we then invested in a very expensive um uh, booking, system. booking system and all these things incur costs cost. it costs money and and, and, and gosh I, I feel like 30 ringgit is very Little. nominal in terms of like I don't know like then come to my store and tell my staff I don't want to pay you 30 ringgit for you to deal with my clothes to her face Like, do that to her face. Like, see how that feels. You know what I mean? Like, it's so easy for you to go to Google reviews and be like, this shop is getting greedy because they're taking 30 ringgit from me. But like, come to the store and tell my girl you don't want to pay her for her service.
1: You don't have the guts to do that. Exactly. don't be a pussy. Don't be a pussy. Don't be a pussy. Uh. Just don't be a pussy. Like, I'm sorry. I've supported you guys since day one. I've sold my clothes with you guys. I'll continue supporting a women-led business whose team is... Literally all-rounded women. Everybody else who has anything to say about it can literally go fuck themselves because, I don't know. You I here's the thing, right? KL is so capitalist-driven. You do not see independent businesses. Let's take Tinta Budi for example. As Oshan, mm-hmm. have you been? Mm-hmm. They don't exist anymore. Capital. It's just too much money to maintain a business. Yeah. When you want to think about perpetually serving the people, a business has to act as a business as well. And I need more and more people to come to this realization that if you want service members, staff, you want them to be treated well, you want them to have fair wages, that all incurs costs at the end of the day.
0: Yeah.
1: You cannot have everything in this world and then complain about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's be for real. Let's be fucking for real right now.
0: Yeah. But really, like, at the end of the day, like, why are you bullying the small players? Yeah.
1: Like, you got bigger fish, fry the big fish. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, take this energy. <laughs> and go combat it. There. Yeah. You know, like, we're talking about people that's polluting the environment, causing a humongous carbon footprint. Loop talks about cyclical fashion cycles. Blah, I'm tired. I don't want to get into this.
0: I know. I just want to say that, like, again, from an optics point of view, it looks great. Running a business looks great and all that stuff. But like if I'm being like absolutely transparent with you, the reason why Bay, Dani, and myself still have to freelance outside of Loop. Oh my God. It's because it's because Loop is not profit-driven the same way all other larger brands are. And I'm not even saying international brands. I'm like, and obviously this is in no way like shading local brands. But again, when you are creating product, your profit margins are a lot higher. With secondhand, we can't mark up. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's it's totally different. Unrealistic to yes, mark it's up. It's totally different from you know manufacturing at very low cost and then selling for a much higher profit margin. Then you can build a huge team that like has like seasonal designs and all of that and like you know, shout out to the local players in the industry who have grown their brand to be, you know, a lot bigger than where they started because that is a totally different ballgame. But when people come to shit on Loop as if we are driving profits, that's where I just want to, like, take a stand and just be like, yo, me, Ben and Dani have to keep working outside of Loop because Loop is not the profit-driving business that Some people think it is.
1: I don't know. It's so easy for people to get on the internet and shit. And like, I don't know, man. Like, it just doesn't seem right. Like, to me, if anybody is shit talking about a woman, if it's coming from a woman or a man, especially, immediately I'm rooting it to misogyny because actually, where is this coming from? This doesn't seem right to me. Like, these girls are just trying to find their way in the market.
0: Like, I know. And it's like, gosh. Is it such, sometimes when you, it's just like, is it such a crime? And it's what we're doing is anything and absolutely, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: Is it that deep? Have we absolutely, totally wronged you? Like nobody's holding a gun to your head saying you have to sell at our store. Exactly. If you don't like the policies that just we don't. put in place, then maybe it's a business that's not for you. But like, and and the thing is like me, Bay, and Dani are totally, well, I want to say like to our best abilities, we'll definitely acknowledge when it's a mistake on our part. Yeah. When we have wronged our customer. Yeah. But something like something like the the example that I gave of like calling us greedy for imposing a 30 ringgit fee, which is really just to like cover the labor costs even before your item sells. That to me, ugh.
1: Oh, Like I'm sorry, bro. A service is a service.
0: Yeah, that 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 really frustrates me, and I think that that's really unfair. And I think that that's something that we as a business can take a stand on and say, like, no, like.
1: Okay, let's talk about lighter topics. Let's let out a deep breath. Let's (laughs) take out. so you're going to Bali tomorrow. I want to know before you go, I want you to give our listeners a little preview into what you've been watching lately, what you've been listening to, what you've been reading to, like in terms of media. And then, yeah, we'll just wrap up the episode.
0: Um, gosh, in terms of music, I'm one of those people who will listen to everything and anything.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. Like, Going to Taylor Swift next year, going to Coldplay at the end of the year, but we'll go to like a dingy gig in PJ to like support my brother and all his local artist friends. Like, I'm here for the artist, yeah, for anybody. Um, but I would say like a personal favorite that's been kind of on repeat is an artist called Yeba.
1: Shut up. Okay, yes. okay yeah i i I listened to her she came on on tiktok my god her vocals are crazy her
0: vocals are absolutely crazy like she has mega talent and i find that every song is at least in her debut album like the dynamics are crazy there's no one song that's alike like you'll you'll have like a very adele sounding ballad yeah yeah, and then she'll have a song with like asap ferg I love it. Yeah. And her vocals are insane. So check out Yeba's, Yeba's debut album. Like, I absolutely love her. I don't think Asia's on her radar yet, but...
1: Fingers if, crossed. Fingers if, yeah. if,
0: crossed. If she ever came, I would be...
1: Front row. There. <laughs>
0: Front row. Absolutely. Saying all the words. Um, What am I consuming lately? I've been watching Superstore lately.
1: I saw with your mom. You converted yeah. her. Yes.
0: Um... um what do I want to say about Superstar? I was led to believe it is a light show that you could watch at the end of the day and not that it isn't. It's just so chaotic that I'm like, I'm stressed. I'm not supposed to be stressed. Um but yeah, I'm really enjoying I'm really enjoying Superstar.
1: Um, Have you watched Insecure before?
0: I've not. but it's new to Netflix.
1: It was it was on HBO for the longest time. I it finished is it. I'm re-watching. It. Watch okay. It. Watch it. It's so good.
0: It's on my watch list. It is on my watch list. Um, gosh, a book. As with a lot of people coming into this new age, and then their attention span shortening because of things like TikTok and the like, it's really hard for me to, like, get through Re- yeah. a book. I'm currently reading the Accidental Malay. Okay, I think
1: Amya had that book. She was telling me about it. Yes. Yeah.
0: My boyfriend picked it up for me from the ASUP library. Okay. When they had like their yeah. little pop-up. Did you go? I did not. He oh, went. No. He went and um he picked up the book for me because it <laughs> the little synopsis resonated with me. I'm about two-thirds through and I'm hoping to finish it in Bali. Um. Yeah, I need
1: another holiday, man. I have so many books to read. I just need to be on holiday. Before. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Um. But the one book that I did read complete and would recommend from this year is China Dolls by Lisa C.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: it's about these like, um, American Chinese girls. Okay. Okay. Who are kind of like cabaret performers, um, in like one of the world war eras i can't remember if it was one or two possibly one but it's romantic it's glamorous it's heartbreaking um and like my barometer for like success was that there was one night where i like couldn't put the book down okay yeah then i was like oh i feel like i'm 15 again yeah. Like when when you couldn't put Hunger Games down. Like <laughs> got it, got it
1: got it. That's got how
0: it. I felt. And I was like, man, I've not thought about the characters from a book in my shower for a long time. <laughs> but that book did it for me.
1: Got it. Um, have you read Amy Tan's The Gilet Club?
0: I've not. I have watched the movie. Absolutely heartbreaking, but I've yet
1: to read the book. The book is amazing. So okay. I did a, I did literature in college and this was mm-hmm. one of our units. My God so intense like you read the book and then there'll be this random quote that will tear you to shreds for years I'm still recovering Recovering. okay I will yeah
0: I'll take you up on that
1: yeah it's really good
0: oh wait okay Mm. I just want to give a shout out because we're on a podcast
1: yes do it it, it, it.
0: as part of my recommendations yes I love Dua Lipa's at your service Dua Lipa for me is Uh, Barbie in real life, okay. She is doing it all, yeah. She is a pop star, and let me tell you, she is the pop star of this decade because, like, she didn't come from the Miley Cyrus era, Era, yeah. Miley Cyrus era is its own era, but Dua Lipa, I would say, is at the helm of the current pop era,
1: yeah. She's doing disco so well, yeah. Nostalgia is really good.
0: Fusion Nostalgia, what an album, and then when she came up with um. Well studio 95 and at your service, I was just like, Oh my god, I absolutely subscribe to everything that you put out there. Got
1: it, got it, got
0: it. Um, and she has like a really good team under her. Yeah, like you I get that's newsletters.
1: Her Really? Yeah, I just recently learned he's her manager. Oh, okay. I did this is the one me. instance where it works really well.
0: Yeah, good for good for
1: her. Thank love you, Bobby. We her. love you. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, I get her newsletters. And her newsletters always have really insightful articles, whether it's about travel or whether it's about it's social commentary. Special. Yes. And she has a podcast. And, like, in her podcast, she talks to, like, book authors. that are like, okay, you know what? I don't have the attention span to read the book, maybe. But I will listen to her podcast. And I will listen to her interview these authors. I will listen to her interview other artists. Oh, I don't know. Dua Lipa is real-life Barbie for me. She's That's doing awesome. it all. I love her listen to her podcast
1: i <laughs> will do i i guess i'll add it to my list because i listen to emily radikowski almost religiously oh and a lot of people see her as an airhead and understand i don't know i i feel like she has a lot to bring to the table again like i like hearing for that, everyone yeah i like hearing women's perspectives in the many ranges that that it exists you yeah know what i mean
0: yeah like okay i'm a chamberlain totally different vibe yeah absolutely unhinged but again bring something different to the yeah. table she's like very down to earth she's absolutely hilarious I do man like stop shitting on women, women. <laughs> um, anyway yeah yes I feel like that perfectly wraps up thank everything you So stop much. shitting on women stop you can be anything
1: <laughs> and you can be anything thank you Barbie huh. and thank you Barbie Malaya for being on today's episode of Hey Bitch it's a two-parter and I'm going to have to edit this post, but it's going to be amazing. Sorry we
0: talked so no, much, but not sorry. Don't no, be sorry. Absolutely. Don't apologize.
1: Women should never be sorry about anything. And this is a platform for women to just be themselves. So with that said, love you so much.
0: Love you. Bye, baby. bitch. Have Bye. Bye.
1: Great- hey, everybody. Um, I hope you enjoyed all one hundred and thirty-seven. Wait, hold on, hold on, one hour thirty-seven minutes of that podcast episode. Sorry. Um, the Twitter School of Mythology just possessed me, and I completely. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed listening to with Emma taking a look back and going forward. Um, a prized possession of an episode. Uh, I hope you had some really good takeaways, and I know I did. I'm gonna listen to it while i'm cleaning obviously it's a saturday um like right now because i'm recording this like before I, it goes live anyway all my love to you emma and to everybody i'll see you next week or in two weeks who knows let's see what capacity i have to edit the another episode okay bye 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 baby